It's not. Well, I have seen Spirit. It's great. It's Hans Zimmer. It's great. The, like, <laughs> well, yeah, it is. I actually just re- I rewatched it like three months ago. No, you didn't. Is, you didn't watch. Yes, Spirit, I did. The animated I movie from like 2004. About Go to my letterbox. It is in my diary. I rewatched it, and now I've been listening to the soundtrack because Hans Zimmer did an incredible job with one of the tracks. Is it basically a War Horse? No. Is it basically Secretary? It's kind of. It's kind of a music video, hand drawn animation of like a horse that's that's a wild horse that gets captured. And he tries to break free. He doesn't like like conforming to like the humans. But then he kind of like learns a respect between the humans, and they form like a bond. And it's a really powerful emotional story. It's only like eighty minutes too. It's it's honestly a great fucking movie. It's on Netflix. Is it better than and, yeah. Is it better than Chicken Run? No. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the newest episode of our podcast, where we basically, we watch three movies a week that we've never seen before, we get together, we have a discussion, degrade each other if we don't agree with each other's opinions, and then just help expose some under-the-radar films. Degrade each other? So, yeah, I mean, we insult each other a little bit, like, especially... So John's at, like, a five. I feel insulted constantly. Exactly, so it's really easy to do, so it's perfect. (laughs) See? (laughs) That's how it is, fuck. Three. Uh, oh, so we'll wait. we'll just I'll dive right into the film that I picked this week. It is on Hulu. It is a 2019 film, so it came out, uh, I believe, this summer. It's an independent one. It's uh, it's very out there. It's called The Nightingale. We don't want no trouble. That's just the way, isn't it? You don't want trouble, but sometimes trouble wants you. <laughs> it's too dangerous. Up north, they kill us. You sure you want to follow him? It's directed by Jennifer Kent, who has done The Babadook, which is a movie that we all really liked. I think we all saw that in college together. And I remember too many times. We, showed that, we showed that to Nate in like the Kaminsky, where it's like this big theater room. And we had like the background. And then I think we both snuck out of the room because we got yep. like phone calls. And he got super paranoid and like wouldn't like watch the movie or something. I had Did to that move happen? up to the to- I had to move up to the top of the seating because I didn't trust you guys because you both answered <laughs> phone calls within a minute of each other. You thought this was yeah. so I sat by the door. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was. Yeah. Oh damn, yeah. I feel really bad now. But I can't believe but- I didn't even I totally forgot that even happened to be completely honest. Oh I did. But I love the Babadook. The Babadook was awesome. I've seen that a handful of times. so this is her sophomore film. Uh so it's basically, the premise is, it's set in 1825, it's about Claire, who is a young Irish convict woman, and she chases a British officer through the Tasmanian wilderness, and she's just basically searching for revenge on what happened to her family, and it is a brutal and very raw film, but I want to get, hmm, let's see, I want to get Nate's thoughts real quick. Oh, you always put the Nate first. I like your shirt, by the way, Nate. Nate's wearing an elf shirt. 2003, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Continue. That took a that took quite the turn, but yeah, the Nightingale. <laughs> um, well, Spencer, you used the word brutal. Um, I only found this that movie to be brutal for like five minutes through the entire movie. Five minutes. 
Yeah, there was wow. a there was a what? part of it that I thought was quite <laughs> disturbing, and then after that, I just my like from the beginning, I was like, oh, this the, my grade's gonna be really high, and then as the movie went, I just it kept taking like half a letter grade, it kept going down just because I mm. nothing was happening. I was just like waiting for some sort of payoff, and then it gets to this climax, and you're just like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm just gonna sing. I was. Well, I was, she had nothing else she could have done in that moment. She was in in the wrong place. She's at the bottom of the totem but, pole at that point, man. I mean, there's literally nothing. Can we spoil this, please? I'm just saying spoiler alert right now. All of it. I'm I'm going full on spoiler right now because the worst thing happened to her. The worst possible things, and she doesn't even get good revenge. Like I was just like, what? Like, all she does is sing at him? Oh, I was pissed. I was well, so let down. Until I was the so end. Let down. The, yeah, but... Things happen after that, but she doesn't really have any part in it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Which is why it was a complete letdown. I was like, she goes through all this stuff to get revenge on someone who's done her wrong, and she didn't even do it. It's like, come on, dude. Like, I thought this girl was going to be, like, a total badass. She was going to be strong and intimidating, and she, she just wasn't for me. And I was like... I just, it, I just To me, it, it felt real. Like, it felt yeah. realistic to to what could have happened with these characters. And especially, I mean, even if the ending didn't pay off as much as you wanted, I thought the journey leading up to that was still, like, riveting. Just the tracker and them in the woods. It felt very immersive in the, like, the, the time period that it was set in. I thought the performances were incredible, especially this woman. Uh, she is just fearless in the, her performance, and she hasn't really been anything before. I think she was in Game of Thrones for a couple episodes. She played Lyanna Stark. So but she's going to be huge. Back. Her performance is literally one of the best of the year. I mean, Ugh. she brought mm -hmm. so much to it, I thought, and just blew me away, to be honest. And it was long. It definitely did drag at times, but I still was very engaged throughout. I love the relationship between him, uh, I'm sorry, between her and the tracker, Billy. I thought that was a really good relationship, and I love seeing how their um, kind of characters per, uh, developed throughout the film, and just the journey that they went on together was just brutal and raw. I mean, throughout the movie, I'm surprised you only thought that five minutes of it was brutal, because throughout the, like, the whole movie... There were moments that would happen between the officers and how they would treat the people they kind of interacted with and the, their own crew members. Just that itself, I thought, was just incredibly brutal. I didn't but think it was John brutal. Given I thought it was, like, just rude. Like, they were mean to each other, but there was I didn't find anything brutal about it other than, like, that five-minute sequence towards the beginning of the movie. I mean, since we're, like, That is the since, most brutal, for sure. Since we're... But even I mean, that was tame. I mean, the first five minutes she was just singing, off. and there was just a bunch of guys eyeing her like they wanted to just literally have at her but i guess you know directly after that there were some seriously brutal scenes but if you're only, i mean if, there's five there's like five rapes in the movie like i wrote brutal deaths and yeah. i wrote down this is one of the things i wrote down was uncomfortable scenes bullet points okay all the rape scenes um if we're con going to spoil the whole movie are we doing that it's i'm gonna ask spencer i, I guess well to yeah, be honest no, um, the, how about like you find out what happens fucking... to her in like 20 minutes so it's hardly even a spoiler yeah but the there's, whole some, there's some her the whole movie's her journey which but leads not, to nothing not all the brutal scenes happen with just her though i'm saying like like sure the no, baby exactly. gets fucking murdered but then what about the trackers dude like that guy just gets slain on the top of the mountain 
He, the they, were the mo- they were the most interesting part. I thought Billy was fantastic. And she was just... And I'm not denying that either. ...completely mean to him the whole but, time. Yeah, it was a product like, of, the, of the time, though. It, it was how these people were. and It, it was just... That's why I thought it was like a glimpse into that world, which I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with Australian history. This is not Australia. So this is England. Yeah, it is. This this was set in Australia. No, it's in England. This is the Tasmanian. What the fuck? I mean, she's an Irish convict. She's an Irish woman, yeah. But it's set in Australia. They're there were so many different oh, ethnicities so in this movie. There were tribes. There was British. There was Scottish. There was oh, that Irish. Actually makes there sense was their Tasmanian Aboriginals. All right, sorry, my mistake. I thought they were in England, but I'm a fucking but, idiot. So, but yeah, I was just I was let down. And my grade just kept going lower and lower. And by the time I got to the end, I was like, it, it was, I'm gonna. It was eh. Like there were like the brutal parts I thought were really intense and I liked. And I wish it had kept that way, but then it just became some spiritual journey drama. And I was just like, where's, where's like the messed up stuff? Like I was expecting it to be really dark and it was just almost like a love story. It was extremely dark. Only because it felt raw. It wasn't a Hollywood type movie where it's like that. I felt very, like these characters felt so real. It's like you were literally watching this done like like watching through a window or something that's how i made it that's how it made me feel especially with the directing and the production design and the the performances i will say that it is a little too long and it maybe not it maybe doesn't have the payoff that you were hoping it would especially since you're like you're you're waiting so long with this movie you're spending all this time with these characters uh but overall i thought the cinematography was beautiful it really made me feel like it was 1825 i thought jennifer kent is a fearless director by doing what she did and putting the things that she did on screen. Cause to be honest, I haven't really seen a movie like this in terms of like this, this, his, this time of history, what these characters were doing. It was just very immersive to me. So I really enjoyed it. But I, I, I guess, I don't know, man, because I look at, I look at, uh, Claire's character and I see she is this badass character, but she also has this like very serious vul- vulnerability flaws. to her. She's very vulnerable, and I think that Billy was this character that really counterbalanced kind of what she was missing. Like, he's this very free-spirited guy, and and then he's not there when he doesn't need to be because everybody wants to kill the black people in this movie. It's fucking awful. But yeah, yeah. remember remember when they were just walking down that road and like they were transporting those other slaves, and then they literally just slaughtered all of them and like took their head as a prize. Yeah, it was just like I I was so disturbed. But yeah, but like then they're able to keep their cool and kind of move on because she has to act like she's cool with it, which is just so awful. It's it's literally terrible. Like, and that's why I think the brutal scenes were throughout this movie. They were kind of sporadic outside of the first forty five minutes, but there were a lot of them that really you you sit back and you're like, holy shit. Because this stuff happened, man. Yeah. This stuff, like, <laughs> this shit happened. It's awful. But I'm with you. I, I think that, uh, what, do you know the, the actress's name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Asleen Fransosi. She was fantastic. She was really, you know, Incredible. I think she played this character so well. She had this vulnerability and she was able to be this kind of badass character in the moments that she needed to be. But the overall character was not meant to be this, like, badass, like, like the girl from Your Next, where she's just so badass out of nowhere, or Ready or Not, where she's just badass out of nowhere. It's like they're. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't take that turn. It made it feel more raw. It would have taken it. Literally, would have taken away from the character. I think, especially Jennifer Kent, she knows how to create these kind of just characters with several layers to them, and she had these layers, and I think that she was able to do it 
almost flawlessly. So, I, I think I guess that's where I disagree with Nate. Um, I will agree that the sort of payoff at the end, I was a little bit disappointed, but it was true to the character, so I can't really knock the film for that. I guess. I would echo that point as well. Yeah. Um, Nate, closing thoughts? I just, I'll, I'll never watch it again. I just, it mm. was something that. I just, I needed more, and the pacing I didn't think was good at all, just because it was a lot of, oh, we're going back and forth between these groups that are following each other. And there was one scene where I almost, I verbally was like, really? You're going to be that stupid when she's yeah, following Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, she yeah, yeah. trips, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy turns around and goes, oh, you're following us. I was and like, I was are like, you fucking kidding me right now? Like, yeah. I, I was like, you're trying to save your friend, and you're just following behind them, 10 feet behind them in the middle of the woods. Like where that, she had you. no idea what she was doing. But that was I mean, because yeah, exactly. he had scarred her mentally because he had raped her, and then she's then she just every time she sees him, she's just like, oh my god, and she just can't handle herself. So I feel like again, that is that is true to the character. At the same time, I just, so I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy any of it. I was like, she went through a lot of stuff, and if she had gone and finished what she had set out to do originally i would have appreciated it so much more but it's like she got there she saw it and then she just dropped the ball it was just like when it came to that moment she kind of buckled under the pressure and i and i I understand it's her trying to be a bigger person but you were set off from the beginning that you were gonna go like dismember this person and then you see them and go i'm gonna sing at you because you raped but the me. singing the I was is, like, she wow. did get a, she did get a taste of it with the guy that literally did kill her baby like she tracked him down and just brutally just stabbed him at like a hundred times in the chest she got a taste of it and to honestly to me it felt like she didn't really feel satisfied by it no so it's just like so she's still trying to do this journey with Billy and then that's why Billy kind of takes over and gets the revenge for her so. yeah he, he was he was he kept me involved. Because I probably could have turned it off and not thought about it, but mm-hmm. he was actually really good and gave. I thought he gave her a purpose for being there. All right, grades. What do we got? Oh, we've been going mm-hmm. on forever with this one. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll. I'm the more I'm talking about it, I'm probably gonna go like two and a half, maybe oh, a three okay. if I ever watch wow. it again. But I don't see that happening. Um, I, I can't do that. I gotta go four out of five. Um, it, I good. really liked it. I really it was a yep. brutal movie, but you 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 made me think it was going to be a lot more brutal. But there was a lot Same. more to the film aside from, you know, the first forty five minutes and then a few scenes here and there. I thought it was, um, you know, a full on movie. I think Jennifer Kent is just amazing. I can't wait to see what she does next. So that's my definitely, thoughts. and I I definitely don't think I could watch this movie again. And uh, just the first ten minutes just did disturb me to my core like just watching that happen it made me like literally cover my mouth in shock yeah yeah, yeah. what happens maybe i'm just a little more uh sensitive to that kind of stuff but i, mean, I was rape. just pretty i awful. was really well that and the baby it just it was yeah, just yeah. a little that too much at the opening me. that kind of just like it was like oh my god this like, is the they story went that there. we're gonna go on yeah, yeah this yeah. is interesting so <laughs> i don't think i could watch it again but i'm really glad that i did watch it because in the end i thought it was haunting it was powerful and overall just pretty emotional so i'm gonna echo the four out of five i i did really enjoy it um and i think jennifer kent is a director to watch for she is uh absolutely very good storyteller and i hope she gets the recognition she deserves at some point because it's just that horror genre is kind of overlooked so well i'll go to my movie then uh it was a 2001 french film called Amelie.
directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Uh, and a bunch of his movies, I've never heard of any of the other movies he's done. He's a French director. Um, just a bunch of ones here and there, but it's movies about a girl named Amelie who's uh, innocent. She's a naive girl in the city of Paris, and uh, she finds her own way of bringing justice and doing good things for the people in her life after she does it for a stranger that she doesn't even know. And she's willing to do everything she can to make people's lives better, which I can appreciate. So, yeah. John, you yeah. just watch this. Yeah, this is this is very truly fresh in my mind because I just finished it a little bit more than an hour ago. Um, it's a tough one for me. I'm very I'm very mixed on my opinions because I did like it, but there were a lot of things I really didn't like about it. Um, I think which were what? <laughs> um, I liked I liked uh audrey tuteau as a character i thought or as a as an actress i think she was kind of perfect for this role she kind of had this like awkward quirky kind of weird personality to her like i couldn't really imagine anyone else in this role um but what really annoyed me was the fact that her character just like she's so goddamn shy and like it came to the point where it was like 15 20 minutes left of the movie and she was still just like kind of just so scared to talk to this guy at the end and like it finally does come to a culmination but i was just like oh, like come the fuck on already you got it you gotta just uh it really it really kind of bothered me um that she was hmm. just so goddamn shy throughout the movie like there has to be some kind of character arc and it just took like literally an hour and 50 minutes for her to finally get this character arc where she just like kind of loses the shyness a little bit to talk to this guy, and it just kind of bothered me. But aside from that, the one other thing that bothered me was the color tones for this film. And I understand it was nominated for cinematography, and it was a beautifully shot film. There were some amazing shots. The editing was, you know, very true to the tone of the film, the pacing of the film. But you know, I felt like I was watching an episode of you know the Muppets. Like Kermit the Frog was fucking everywhere. It was just all Kermit the Frog to me. All... That doesn't make I'm any sense. I have no idea what you're even talking about. How do you? It was all Kermit the Frog. It was like Shrek was on screen for like 90 minutes. It was so fucking green. John, it was so fucking right green. Movie. No one needs that much green in a fucking movie. Are, am I really the only one thinking this? The scene yeah, in the fucking train so. station where, like, the saturation is up by, like, 150 fucking percent and it's fucking green as shit. It's absurd. Like, I can understand the stylization of the film, but at some point you gotta fucking take a back seat and be like, alright, this is a little bit much. Well, you do understand that this movie, it's it was shot to make it look like it couldn't be in this world. It was like watching a dream. It was a fantasy. Yeah. Alright, well, shit. It's, Who wants that much green in their fantasy? And this is something I've I never do. seen before. Like, I felt like I it was, was an episode of fucking it. Slime Time on Nickelodeon, dude. I was like, okay, now, you, now, now you're not taking it seriously. There's, like, there's no way. Yeah. Are you to kidding me, me? To me, this movie felt like a warm blanket. It was just like the sweetest movie. You say you don't like her shy aspect, but I, I found didn't say that I made like her it. character just... Yeah, you said that it bothered you that she was so shy yeah, to, to the, the point, point where it, it took over you. the whole film. Where, where because she's she never kind of to, me, to me, I thought that quality was just incredible because she it just made her so adorable. It made her so like so much. Uh, she was so likable. Yeah, she was cute as this character. 
Well, yeah, she was just the sweet, like, innocent girl that just wants to make her community better. She just wants to make other people happy. And to watching that unfold, it was just it was just such a cheerful, sweet little movie to me. And that's fine, but like when it came to her actual story aside from helping out other people, I thought that she was just so submissive to the fact that she needed to, you know, can I meld this relationship with this guy and she was just like it, she just couldn't make it happen it until was the a last curiosity. 10 minutes. She spent all her yeah, but, time helping others. She didn't take the time to look at herself. This was like a really good. But that's what like, I wanted. Finding that's yourself what I'm saying. movie. That's what I wanted. I, w- I wanted it because it's called Amelie. I wanted to kind of see more about her, but in the end, she's just kind of. It was all about her. Yeah, she was in like every the whole shot. movie was about her. But it, yeah, she. It's about her and how she impacted her community. <sighs> and how she eventually was like, you know what? I need to do things for myself for once, which. Is kind of yeah, fine. Like, in the last ten minutes, a revelation yeah, sure. we can all re- agree with. I actually love that the that most of this movie was narration. Like I don't think there was any dialogue for that. the first eleven or twelve minutes. It was just, but the thing is, it was so different. It was unlike any other movie I've seen because, as the, narr- the with the narration, they can kind of pull off some things that you're not used to. As in, like you see a character and then instantly you get their whole life story in like a quick little like two minute montage, and it's like, oh my god. They fleshed out these like side characters so well to the point where like you can kind of just see the overall picture. I think it's a- with everyone that she's interacting with. It was just unique, and I thought it was really. cool. I think it's a fucking. Maybe cop it was a little out, overused, dude. but I think it's I, a cop I, out. I mean, it was different. It was okay, but yeah. I thought it was different and cool. I, I don't it think was- it was a cop out, but I th- I thought it was a little distracting because I like to hear from the characters themselves what they're doing, and when I'm being told, I'm just like, come on, if I- these characters like show their true colors and it if, took a while and that's at the beginning of this movie i didn't think i was gonna like it i thought i was gonna hate it because of the right. narration if i wanted someone eventually go ahead sorry go ahead oh no, no go ahead. I, i'm just saying if i wanted someone to narrate characters i'd read a book i, I i'd rather have characters speak for themselves and i learn things my, from their actions rather than the narrator just like speaking at 100 miles a minute, trying to tell me what these characters do, what these characters are. And I can understand the quirky comedy aspects of it, but it came to a point where I was just like, okay, like, you're going to calm the fuck down and let me kind of figure out these characters for myself. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, sure. But it... And it did calm down for a while, and it finally was kind of just like Amelie leading the film, but... And then it came back, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Again with this narration thing, and I didn't hate it, but it was just—it was just a different style that I'm not used to. I think I don't know. Yeah, no, it was completely different, but I—I I was able to roll with it just fine. I—I I enjoyed it. I'm glad that a lot of movies don't do this. And yeah, that would be to me, that's why this one felt <laughs> very different because I wasn't used to the so much narration. But I thought it was cool because it just gave all these side, uh, side and sub characters, some, some more development that you wouldn't usually get with just sure. Molly's story. I'll give you that. Um, and it just, and also just the way it was edited and like, they had all these like filler shots that went along with the montages and it was just, it added to the emotion. It added to like the feel good moments, like especially like when she finds the first thing, when she finds the, the, the guy's box in the uh, floorboard or in the, the wall or something. Right. And she tracks down that guy and then he sees it. And then like all the memories come back to him. It was just a feel-good type movie, and uh, I just enjoyed watching it. And I've seen that oh, scene like too, 20 yeah. times because of we watched it in school. So that was the one scene where I was like, whoa, I've seen this so many times. Wow. You know? Yeah, and I wasn't but... sure about this movie for a lot of it. Like, I will admit, about halfway through, I thought, I don't think I'm going to like this. Until mm-hmm. I realized what she was doing. 
and how she had spent so much time doing things for other people. She, she's the most careless person. Not she, she cares for people more than she cares about herself, which Clearly, I can kind yeah. of relate to in a way. And then once I saw that, and she was like, "Well, I've done all these things for these people, and I still can't talk to this guy I have a crush on." I'm just like, right. it shows that to me that's realistic in like exactly. in like a dreamlike yeah. way. It's just kind of oh, it's kind of relate like... to someone who's got insecurities but is willing to have strength through helping others, even though Man. she was still lacking some of those social social aspects that life comes with i think she kind of she kind of lived through kind of the emotional aspects of other people like you think of it as like we're watching movies and we kind of can see ourselves in some of these characters she's seeing herself in these and these other characters because they don't have this sort of shy aspect to their personality but she she can kind of live through them and it took until the end of mm -hmm. the movie for her to finally kind of develop this relationship for herself where she's like okay you know what i'm gonna actually pursue this other human being to have a connection with exactly you know? yeah. and i also loved how it was like the uh the painter that kind of yeah. helped initiate and i love the whole story he... of him too yeah it was cool well mm -hmm. i I, lo I just love all the side oh, the stories painter. with all these like i love the the side story with the gnome traveling the world to get <laughs> oh her father to yeah, go yeah and i had a comment about that keep going though yeah that was hilarious that was and then the fact that the gnome just appeared and the gate opens it closes and yeah, he looks yeah. in the gnome's back it was hilarious it was yeah. really funny in the uh Hooking up the uh, the girl who sells the cigarettes with the uh, French guy and the, the creepy uh, guy cafe. with the recorder. Yeah, but like all she did <laughs> yeah. was just go to these people and just give them like the push that they need. And in life, that's all, what a lot of us do need. And she was Absolutely. willing to do that. And she put all of that as her focus. And then kind of realizes that she needs to focus on herself. And that was towards the end. And unlike the Nightingale, maybe. The payoff I thought was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was it was just such yeah. a warm blanket, like I've said. So. She got what she deserved. A little blanket. When you do good, good things happen to you, and it's just. And we learned so many little quirks, even about the sub characters, like mm -hmm. how I remember Amelie. She doesn't like it when drivers in movies don't look on the road, and she <laughs> like sees a fly on the screen. Yeah, I hate that. I hate her. that. And we all have those quirks. Yeah. Like, sure. I'll watch a movie, and if there's a smudge on my screen, I'll pause the movie and I'll scrape it. That way it doesn't distract me. We all have those little quirks. And I liked... That was the one part of the narration I liked. They pointed exactly. out all of their individual things that made them different. It was very... Was like, right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, the mom doesn't like the the, uh, the shriveled fingers in the bathtub. <laughs> sure, sure. Or something like that. And, or, like, how yeah. her, the uncle likes to eat, like, a certain part of the rotisserie chicken. Like, it's yeah. just things that you would never get if there was no narration, which is why That's I thought fair. it was it was cool. It was random stuff, too. Like, the mom doesn't yeah. like seeing parents belittled in front of their kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you can understand <laughs> a lot so about these characters just based off of the things that they chose to kind of tell about them i guess yeah. like yeah. like this guy loves to eat the uh I, it's the part of the i can never remember what the name of this part of the chicken is but it is like the best part of the chicken oh it's the uh the yeah, oyster yeah, or something too. yeah the oyster yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's the oyster yeah. of the chicken yep. which you wouldn't get unless you literally bought a full-on chicken yeah yeah so. but it was just it changed for me i had an it follows moment where i thought Whoa. i was gonna hate it until i got a revelation yeah, and then I was like, okay, I can appreciate everything leading up to that more, and how yeah, sure. little things 
connected. Like, who's the mysterious guy in the photos who doesn't smile? I love like, that because yeah, I'm figuring I, out who it is, and then when you do, you go, "Oh, well, that's that's rational. That yeah. makes sense." <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And, she, and love, she uses I love that, that to come together with them, and it was. I love that guy's reaction when he finds out that, like, you know what what the background behind this guy actually is. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, that's you know, that's that's perfect," you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It was. It, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad we watched this one because I'd seen it around forever. Same. Yeah. 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 It's just about time. I'm um, really glad I've finally fucking seen it. <laughs> John, what would you as... give it? I'm curious about you with how you thought the color palettes and stuff. I want to see. I'm not going to let the color palette affect my grade because that's, that's a very minor part of the film for me personally. But I think the overall story, mm-hmm. especially after talking to you guys about it, I think I can appreciate it more. Um, especially because it's, you know, I'm I'm fresh off just watching it, but <sighs> Ooh, the sigh, the big sigh. I'm gonna go the signature sigh. Ah, it's tough for me. This is a tough one. I don't I don't want to make it seem like I didn't like it because I really did. I enjoyed it a lot. I I think I'm gonna go three and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's a little it's more than fresh. fresh. Like it's it was definitely worth watching. I would absolutely recommend the movie. I think that Audrey Tuteau was just perfect for this role like if i were to picture this actress in something this is what i want to see her in so yeah she no one else could yeah. do what she did no i couldn't picture anyone else absolutely not she's she was great so three and a half yeah 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 i thought she was per- i thought she was perfect for the role i thought the cinematography the directing and the editing were just incredibly unique and to me i thought it was flawless uh i was just kind of in awe on how it was made it was a lot of just the shots that were just incredible mm-hmm. A lot of jib shots too, a lot of moving shots. Like it, it goes at a really fast pace, and especially for foreign films, I mean the dialogue is really quick. I mean the subtitles are on there for a very short amount of time. You have to read it, it quick. To the next thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. It, it moves very fast. It's good practice. It was really like an Edgar Wright movie for, at times, dude. Uh, yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a French Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But. I'm glad that we definitely watched this movie, and I could see myself rewatching this a ton because, like I've said, it's just a very feel-good type movie. And uh, we re- uh, rewatching it again, it would just show some more, there's some things that I missed the first time watching it. So mm-hmm. I would look forward to watching it again. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Wow. I really enjoyed Ooh, okay. this Okay, yeah. Awesome. Okay. That's great. Yeah, so I'm I'm caught in between a four and a four and a half just because of how how I perceived the first half until the revelations in the second half. Um, yep. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to parrot Spencer's four and a half. But I'm going to rewatch it. So it's definitely going to be coming up again in the next week or two. I have to rewatch it because. You don't want to meet us in the middle with a four? <sighs> I think that's a fair. I, that a fair I mean, just average it yeah, out with okay. a four. I'll, I'll leave it at a four, but like an unsure okay. four because it took, it took so much time for me to understand it and appreciate sure. what was going on. So, yeah, I'll leave it at a four. Um, okay. So John's yeah, the loser per- this personally round. for me, I, um. I was hooked right from the beginning, so that's why I I'd yeah. go a little higher. So, but yeah, I mean, like like we said, I mean, I would definitely rewatch this one again. It was just an enjoyable film. But yeah. that's Amelie, two thousand one. It's Hulu, right? Or it's on HBO. HBO. Yeah, HBO. Okay, yeah. So yeah. yeah, check it out if you guys haven't seen it. All right, All right. and we're running a little Jonathan. bit long here, but you know what? That's okay. You know, we hey, got, we've got had a lot some to good, say. 
discussions. Yeah, hopefully you guys agree. And we didn't de- degrade each other too, too much. No, but I we mean, can start no, doing that yet. now. S- some wild opinions, just, but yeah, just we're wait moving till on one. just fine. Wild just opinions on yeah. Literally, let's, let's wait to this one. Why don't, why don't we kick this I off? I don't know anybody's thoughts on this movie, but the third movie and final movie of this week is a 2019 film, apparently John Rocha's best independent film of the last 10 years, which is quite a statement. Um, but it is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I always come back to the old house. What if it's empty? What if we just peeked inside? We could throw parties. Directed by Joe Talbot, who I looked up his previous works. He really doesn't have anything other than a few short films. So this is pretty much his inaugural... Well, there's a reason behind that. Inaugural feature-length film. Okay. Um, it stars Jimmy, Jimmy Fails and Jonathan Majors, and both of them have pretty much been in nothing outside of a few small roles in Captive State and Hostiles. Wait, those were the actors' real names? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know well, that. And the, re- and the reason why I said that, that, the reason why I said that there's a story behind that, because he hasn't done a lot of films, is because this is somewhat an autobiographical, uh, it's kind of an autobiography okay. of Jimmy Fails, like the actual character. Oh, wow. He went through all of this stuff growing up. Him and Joe Talbot are like best friend, childhood friends, and they kind of made short films together on the side. And they decided to tell this story in a feature length film. And uh, wow. Danny Glover, who's kind of a cameo in the movie, awesome. mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of the one that found the story and kind of got the ball rolling with the funding. And oh, that's wow. how A24 got involved and got the distribution. Because uh, I think it premiered at Sundance or one of the festivals. That's awesome. So I mean, they decided to tell the story together because this was their childhood. This was this is a very personal story to them. Great. And that's what I thought was incredible about the movie was that it just felt very real. Mm-hmm. It felt like these characters sure. actually lived the story because they. This did. didn't seem. It, was, it, was it didn't true. seem made up. This was a very specific kind of just like thought out story that like it was clear that something like this had happened. You know what I mean? Um, but basically, let's, hands let me let me give a quick synopsis because we haven't even explained what the movie is. Basically, uh, Jimmy fails, dreams of reclaiming uh, his apparently his grandfather built a home in San Francisco, kind of a Victorian, beautiful, very unique style home, and he's joined by his friends. This is Mont, yeah, Mont, and uh, he's basically searches um, for kind of just to belong in San Francisco, and uh, you know, in the end, it kind of leaves him behind a little bit, but. That's pretty much the story. He just wants to get this house back, and that's pretty much his only drive throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a little more to it than no, that. No, I mean, but there, there, there is, but that's kind of the central point of the movie. <laughs> not really selling it. No, I mean, that, yeah. I'm not saying it's not a great story, you know. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's really just about their relationship. It's about their friendship. And it's about him trying to kind of reclaim this house that his grandfather built. Because it's, very, it's personal to him. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit of a spoiler, but yeah, it's it's he's trying. He, he's in love with this house, honestly. Like he, it reminds him of his childhood, and it's, it's him and his house. friend kind of just navigating San Francisco, which really felt like a character. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it was it was, it it did, was some right. kind of movie, and it was it was it had like less to do with the house, more with accepting the truth, kind of thing, right. and sure. what people are willing to do to keep the truth alive. And it's crazy. He would go to this house and paint it when the tenants weren't there. When they were there, too. <laughs> yeah, and they would show up and throw yeah. rotten food at him. Um, I I was blown away. I wasn't sure Ooh. what to think of this movie. Um, 
and in the hands of A24, it was just the perfect fit, and it just worked. Mm-hmm. And these performances felt so legitimate because they were legitimate. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, there was so much heart there. And this, there, there wasn't like a lot of hate in this movie either. Like it was subtle, but there was a lot of love for your city and staying true to who you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, where did this movie come from? Like, yeah. Why isn't this getting all the hype? Definitely. Because this is a movie that deserves it. And it probably it might yeah. probably will get some hype, dude. At the end of the at the end of the year, I, I don't I don't really it's not really being talked about, especially for award consideration. I mean, I really heard, I've only heard of this movie because of John Rocco, who's on Collider, who's talked about this movie in in detail. And it also has like a ninety three percent in Rotten Tomatoes. It's considered one of the best independent films of the year. It'll probably be as overlooked says, the decade. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will be overlooked because this oh. came out in the summer and no one's really talked about it. But because I follow a lot of movie news. I've heard of this movie, and it's how it got on the recommendation list. I believe I sent it to John on like, as a big master list of movies that came out this mm-hmm. year. Um, it was just a very like hypnotic film as well. Just like in the terms of the score, which I thought is it's probably one of the best scores of the year. I can oh, see yeah, myself really? listening to this a lot. For sure, yeah. I thought it was incredible, especially the scenes mm-hmm. when they were skateboarding yep. uh, down San Francisco, and you just you see just the the landscape, you see, like them on the water, like just they're like, like like I said, the city felt like a character in this movie, mm-hmm. and I mean it's in the title, so it's it's pretty obvious. I thought um, personally for me there was a lack of soundtrack and score because I wanted a lot more. Ooh, no, I wanted a lot more emotion it's, from the music in this movie. There I was think the, it's because it was the, subtle. It, 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 maybe it was, subtle, it was, but it was incre- But it was. But I noticed it because I was. It was. I was taken aback at times and being like, "Wow, this is just like this is beautiful." Like it felt like a dream almost, mm-hmm. but like it was just very, it was very just immersive, and it you just felt the like. You felt some of the characters' emotions too. It just just by terms of the performances, the subtle performances, and the score, and just the editing, which I thought was really well done. I think that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Nate. Go oh, ahead. No, no, go ahead. I. No. I, I have a lot. To, this was your movie. I want to hear your thoughts on this because. Yeah, I mean, it's just it came out of nowhere, man. Like it. Did. No, it really did, and I, I think that this movie had a very simplistic story. Once it really comes down to it, it's kind of. This guy who he loves his city, he loves this house, and he really wants to stay true to his family and make sure he keeps this house within his family. Although the house costs, you know, five million dollars market value, and there's no way he could technically afford this house. Um, he wants it to be his. He wants to be part of it. Um, and I, I really did like these characters. I thought they were great. I really thought these these two guys. I mean, technically they're playing themselves, right? So this is, you know, something that they can they can play from the heart and i i definitely felt that um <sighs> to me this felt like a movie that would pop up on criterion at some point yeah and if because it does the, i will it, get it <laughs> yeah it, it was just like it was very quirky in terms of like how the story was kind of told i mean just from the opening when it's how it's framed with like the guy who's preaching on top of the little, mm-hmm. like apple box yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like completely center framed like the the back, the the water, the San Francisco like backdrop is behind him, yeah. And he's just like screaming and he's yelling at all these people going by about uh, the poison in the water or something, yeah, or contamination. Yeah. And just like, and then it would cut back to them. Oh shit, sorry. 
And then it would cut back to them uh, sitting on the rocks waiting for the bus to come. But just the way it was yeah. framed, it was just very like quirky and strange. The cinematography and it just made me feel like something amazing. that I would see on Criterion randomly like late at night. Yeah, I can, I can see it, that, absolutely. Uh, it had like probably one of my favorite performances of the year and one of my two of my favorite scenes of the year. I think that the guy who played Montgomery, like Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. I thought he was amazing. I don't know if it's just me, but there's a scene where he's putting on a play. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at it going, holy crap, where has this guy been? I mean, in nothing, technically. and And he studies the people around him and he's a good, he's a genuinely good person and a good friend and seeing this friendship and what they have to deal with being African-Americans in San Francisco during this day and age, it's a sensitive subject and just seeing how these characters act with one another and they're both really polite people. They're just good people. And people, yeah, still look, genuine... people still look down on them in times, too. You know, they, and... they think negatively of them just by looking at them. Well, like, even even their childhood friend, uh, I forget his name, but it was, yeah. like, they were all best friends, and then they kind of had a falling out because he insulted his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, what happens to his character kind of transitions the movie into something a little bit different. I think that is maybe where I start having flaws with it, because it did kind of go into this different route. Uh and it was just maybe a hair too long. It was, I think it's right at two hours. I think it, it could have been maybe a little tighter, but uh, I just thought the score was phenomenal. The cinematography was just immersive. It was just beautiful to look at. The colors was very vivid on my screen. I don't know where you guys watched it. No, I, I agree with they you. They popped on my I agree TV. with you for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the performance is excellent. Oh, my God. Especially Jimmy Fails. Yeah, it was... Yeah. This is one that's going to be under the radar that I don't think a lot of people are going to see, but maybe in the next couple of years that's people will start talking of the about podcast, it. Yeah. yeah, but I think yeah, I'll let. I, there is one scene I really want to talk about that was a really quick scene, but it was something that. What what is it the same one it? I'm thinking? I don't know. Of it took place crime? on a, it took place on a bus. Oh, um, with the mom. So these two girls are just like you know San Francisco sucks. Like I, let's just go to L.A. This place sucks. And, you know, this place yeah. is dirty, there's nothing here, and then Jimmy is just like, you know, you have to love something before you're allowed to hate it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. that there was so much truth to that statement, because personally in life, like, I've never really truly felt like I hate something, and unless I've loved it first. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I thought that that was kind of just the whole message that I got from the film, and that, that actually kind of makes me emotional a little bit. Because yeah, it, it, that the, that one really, just, I like. I get goosebumps real. right now, actually, because that scene it really, really legitimate. got to me. Yeah, because it is. Because yeah. this this guy truly had love for his city and that house and his family, and these two girls are just like fuck this place, but they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Right, yeah. and he you loves know? the city so much, but then at the end of the day, it's like, did the, does the city love you back? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of yeah, been like, and I get. Realizing that maybe a little it doesn't, bit, maybe, and yeah, yeah, and, and like that's it really got to me. for sure. Yeah, that scene. You spend so much time loving a city, you don't spend enough time figuring out who you are. Like yeah. the city's holding you there, but you're more than this city. That scene bumps it up yeah. a whole grade for me. And like that scene, yeah. really, I was just wow. like, wow, that that that's got some serious emotion and truth to it. You know, 
Yeah. Sure. There was a scene for me that had to do with somebody crying about halfway during the movie. Mm-hmm. That was so quick, and I wasn't expecting it. And oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I, I know I kind of jumped the gun on Nightingale. I won't do this here. Um, blew me away. I put my hands on top of my head, and I was just like, holy crap. I don't, what scene is like, this? Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember it right they, now. It, it was, was a couple days I th- ago I, think, I watched it. Can I take a guess? I think it was when they were walking up to the house, and you saw like they were kind of like gang friends, yeah. and like one was mm-hmm. missing. Oh, and, like, oh my they God. kind of start having a little altercation, and then they just break down into each other's I couldn't arms. believe yeah. that scene, man. Yeah, because yeah, I was wasn't dense. expecting yeah. it, and it happened. The wall and it was just quick. like breaks down on this character, and he just embraces this guy. That's it's it true for human me. emotion, yeah, and this yeah, movie yeah. Cap- like captured that uh, just perfectly. I thought. Um, I mean, I, I've already explained some of my nitpicks with the movie, but overall, I think this is one of the most underrated film of the year. It's one that I didn't expect to even watch unless we were doing this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad that I definitely watched it. And I would say watch this movie because it's, you might, you might get something that you're not expecting because that's, that's what I got out I of it. I think a lot of people I'm gonna grade it, to it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to grade it before you guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it again. Uh, I want to see it one more time just because of like, kind of how the movie was it kind of kind of how it progressed it was a little like dream like esque mm-hmm. i want to kind of revisit yeah. that one more time 100%. and see and see how i see it as a as a rewatch cuz now that i know the story i can kind of see some of the more creative things that they did with it to kind of help tell it yeah. um so yeah i got to see it one more time but 4 out of 5 it's one of uh one of my favorites of the year so far yeah i'm i'm giving it a 4 and a half out of 5 wow just the score the cinematography both performances even danny glover like he wasn't even in it that much right and he just you you knew he had been in san francisco for a long time so it's almost seeing what you could become if you stay right Mm -hmm. and then just the whole the friendship back and forth and being there for one another and just how they were able to just talk about things and figure things out and just do what their heart wanted, not what their mind wanted. And just, yeah, I wasn't expecting this movie at all. It, it'll definitely be in my top 10, I think, if not higher. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'll stick with a four and a half out of five. Just it, 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 it virtually didn't have a flaw for me, but it, like Spencer said, it will take a rewatch just because it's such a deep subject matter and it's so strong and, there's just a lot to it to comprehend, and so it definitely is. It's definitely worth a rewatch for sure. Yeah, I think this is one of those movies that, like, personally for me, like, I would need to watch it a few times to sort of get everything that's going on to get the emotion that I want to feel. Because there were a lot of specific scenes where I, I, I really fell for the characters, and I could see myself in them a little bit. Um, but I did feel that it it sort of dragged a little bit at times. That I I did think it should be cut down. I wanted a little bit more soundtrack rather than score. Like I wanted some actual songs. Like there was one scene where the guy was singing on the street and I really felt like that there should have been more of that in the movie just to kind of hook me a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. maybe they were going more score rather than soundtrack. But I really liked that, that part of the film. Um, But I mean, when it comes down to it, this movie is conveying real human emotion. And when I watch independent films or just films in general, that's something that I really want. That's something that I connect to the most. That's why I picked this movie. And that's so, mm-hmm. you know, that 
that's something I really appreciate when films are really able to convey like, you know, real stuff. A good message. Yeah. Yeah. A a message Mm -hmm. that's simple and you can relate to it and it it makes you feel good or it just gives you memories of your own life or whatever you want from it. Um, and that's what this movie did. So I think I'm going to give it a four out of five. It was, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a great movie that I think, you know, people should see, should see. So definitely underrated. Yeah. All right, so those were the three movies that we watched this week. We watched The Nightingale, Amelie, and The Last Black Man in San Francisco. You guys could watch those movies on streaming sites uh, or rent The Last Black Black Man on San Francisco. Uh, But moving on uh, to next week's films, we got a a doozy this week. Hmm. Some interesting picks. Something different. Um, Something a little different. This is definitely a weird week. Uh, I haven't seen any of these movies yet, but just looking at this list, I'm already like, okay, this is going to be very uh, diverse <laughs> in next week. Uh, so the movie that I picked, it's called Glory. came out in 1989. It's a Civil War movie. I've heard it's one of like the best war movies of mm-hmm. uh, the last, like I don't know, 30, 40 years. And it won some Oscars. I think Denzel Washington won his first Oscar for it. So he did. I'm excited yeah. to check this one out. I heard it's brutal and I heard the cinematography is incredible. So isn't it Matthew uh, Broderick too? Isn't he yeah, the star? Matt, yeah. yeah. Matthew Broderick, Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington. Hey, uh, it is sold. currently on Showtime. So if you have Showtime, then you can watch it there. Uh, well, I might have to find it online then. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I definitely don't have but, uh, Showtime either. So I'll just, you know, legally so, find it. M- somewhere (laughs) but uh, so we're going from serious like war movies to uh, my film Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea i'm so excited Uh, for this one 1954 (laughs) kirk douglas peter lorry it's on disney plus so for those of you who got disney plus check it out it's definitely worth it it's just one of those classic fantasy sea action movies that's just it's a good time so yeah, check it out if you guys want to uh, join in with us. I've lit, I've, real quick, you said you said Disney Plus uh, in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea is the movie that you picked last night. I was watching The World According to Jeff Goldblum. How is that? Uh, oh my god, it is the weirdest, quirkiest show Amazing. I have ever seen. But the the episode <laughs> I watched was him about ice cream, <laughs> and there is a scene that is a uh, is a montage scene, and they used clips of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Fantastic. and that was right when you we, you had picked it. So I was like, oh my god, there's a clip from the movie right there. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Anyways, that is a weird that is a weird show. So have some <laughs> beers and watch. I, I can't wait to watch Jeff that, Goldberg. dude. I've been yeah, I it really is watch it is that. weird. There's a scene where they go into this like uh, the. I'm sorry. They go to like Oregon in the the wilderness. They trip on shrooms and they try to find like. For real, uh, though? Flowers they can make ice cream out of. Yeah, I swear to God. It is the weirdest show ever. <laughs> it is so weird. The like, they make ice cream out of pig's blood and chicken liver. It is crazy. I'm going to watch that when I go to bed. Like, I'm going to fall asleep to that show tonight. No, please. <laughs> Do the ice cream one. And then you're going to want to go out and buy ice cream. Uh, I already bought M&M's tonight, that, peanut butter. That is a whole side tangent that I apologize that I went on. But you said Disney Plus and I got Oh, excited, thank you. So. Disney Plus is very exciting. Um... And it's funny because I, I, I've listened to an audiobook of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That's why I was going to watch it anyway, so I'm really glad you picked it. Anyways, right, um, cool. and my movie is the 1999 film Notting Hill starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. I need a little romance in my life. There's a lack of it. So I need a film that would kind of give it Ooh. to me. A deep cut to my personal life. All right. Um, well, yeah. Glad that we get to go on this journey. Thank with you. you. We can talk yeah. about it, and it's going to be some real emotion next week. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But you know, romance movie, Hugh Grant. You know, music and lyrics. 
And what's this on Hallmark Channel? No, 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 Spencer. <laughs> TBS. This is on HBO. Oh, <laughs> enjoy. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Home box office. The one nobody cares about, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, well, that brings sweet. us to the end of the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube because if you aren't subscribed, Nate's gonna come up to your house and slap you with a fish. Uh, if you can also listen That's to... not what I wrote. What the fuck? <laughs> you can also listen to us on the go with iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Links are always in the description for that. If you guys want to join the fun, watch these movies with us and comment what you thought each week. Eventually, once we build up some sort of audience, we can maybe read the uh, your reviews down the line at the end of the show. I think that'd be kind of fun. And if you have suggestions of films that you'd like to see us discuss, let us know. But fair warning, we've seen a lot of movies, so just... Make some deep cuts with your uh, with your picks. Uh, although John, you, you haven't seen you, you yeah exactly <laughs> Notting Hill. So help John out yeah. and give us please some, give some me some picks. suggestions. I have not seen The Godfather. <laughs> I've not seen you know oh, a lot wow. of shit. Yeah, there uh, goes the you're gonna comments. Have to, you're, you're on your own. But with Nate that. hasn't seen yeah. Forrest Gump, so big, yes, I have. Yes, he has. He hasn't seen Castaway. Oh, okay. So God damn it. Like, sorry, sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you know, make sure. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. What the hell, guys? Uh, to get updates, participate in polls, and you know, send us some film suggestions. Send us some comments. I don't care. Do whatever the hell Where you want to do. Where can they follow do. us, though? Follow us at those movie dudes, obviously. Oh, okay, cool. We post a lot of... I, I personally post a, not a, a lot of new release movie reviews because I have MCA list, so I go see Charlie's Angels and a bunch of bullshit like that. Um, a lot of them are poorly written, and they have very thought-provoking puns that aren't very good. Uh, you know, follow us there. Like or like and comment. Get the conversation going. God, Nate. <laughs> yeah, wow, and if you make it as very inviting and do warm. it, All I right. swear to God. Yeah, and if you guys like Blu-rays and Criterion's, come check me out. I just filmed a skit where I was Charlie Chaplin, oh, it was so and good. I make really bad jokes about myself. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, definitely come check me out. Uh, we'll see if I do it or not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very cool. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys for next week's films. Toodles. Yeah, toodles, y'all. I was going to say toodles this See time. you later. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. If you're going to say.